I'm Denise Densai. Here are the stories making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. The Philippine government's outstanding debt breached 9 trillion pesos as of end June due to loans incurred as part of government's response to the pandemic. For the month, the total debt stock increased by 163 billion pesos from its end May level due to the availment of domestic and external financing. For the period, program loans amounted to 216 billion pesos, including 53 billion pesos in concessional loans from multilateral creditors in funding geared toward fighting COVID-19. But Central Bank Governor Ben Jokna says the country's external debt profile remains favorable. It's worth noting that the Philippines' external debt metrics have steadily improved with a significant decline in the external debt to GDP ratio from 59.7% in, in 2005 to 22.2% in 2019 and further to 21.9% as of end March 2020. Our debt to GDP ratio remains one of the lowest among ASEAN member countries. Philippine senators are urging the Commission on Audit to conduct a special review of all government COVID-19 spending under the Bayanihan to Heal as One Act. Allegations of overpricing have marred the implementation of the law, which allowed President Duterte to realign billions of pesos for the government's coronavirus response with exemptions to the usual bidding process. The resolution, filed by Senator Risa Ontiveros and signed by six other senators, cites for one the purchase of imported COVID-19 testing kits, which are more expensive than locally made ones. Ontiveros also questions where the funds for personal protective equipment went since many health workers and frontliners continue to get sick due to a lack of PPEs. The resolution urges COA to present its findings before Congress deliberates on the 2021 budget. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte will likely announce on Thursday new community quarantine protocols which will take effect on August 1. Malacanang says major changes to the country's pandemic response are forthcoming as COVID-19 cases in the country continue to rise. The palace earlier said Metro Manila, which is under general community quarantine until July 31, may revert to the stricter modified enhanced community quarantine if COVID-19 cases surge past 85,000 by the end of the month. The country breached that projection on Wednesday after the health department logged 1,874 new cases. Of the total cases, 56,000 are classified as active. The death toll is now at 1,962 after 16 more fatalities are recorded. 388 additional patients have recovered from this respiratory illness, raising the total to almost 27,000. The Philippines' Senate Minority Leader voices alarm about the state of the country's health care system. That's following the health department's report, hospitals, particularly in Metro Manila, are about to reach the danger zone for COVID-19 occupancy. Senator Franklin Drelon warns the country's health care system is nearing the breaking point and urges the health department to move fast to prevent a possible collapse. He also reiterates his call for an overall plan to address the pandemic and its impact to the economy, saying the government can no longer rely on previous ineffective strategies. 
Gyms and internet cafes will be allowed to partially reopen in areas under the general community quarantine beginning Saturday. The Philippines' Interagency Pandemic Task Force approved the Trade Department's recommendation for the limited reopening of such establishments, as well as review centers and drive-in cinemas. Those businesses can operate at 30% capacity. But the Trade Department says it could be increased depending on their compliance to health protocols. Taiwan confirms four out of its five new COVID-19 cases came from the Philippines. Taipei health officials say all four patients returned on the same flight on July 26. Contact tracing efforts are underway. The fifth case, meanwhile, came from Hong Kong. Taiwan now has 21 imported infections from the Philippines this July. Taiwan has one of the most impressive COVID-19 responses in the world. Since the disease first emerged in China late last year, Taiwan has recorded only 467 cases and just seven deaths. The transmission of COVID-19 is likely not linked to seasonal conditions. That's according to the World Health Organization, which says infection rates are currently both high among countries experiencing the summer season and those where winter is underway. The WHO insists physical distancing remains the best way to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. There seems to be this fixed idea about this virus being seasonal. There is a huge outbreak, the most intense, the highest numbers are being experienced in the USA. They are in the middle of summer. Also Brazil, they are in the middle of, they are an equatorial country. What is affecting the transmission of this virus is mass gatherings, is people coming together and people not social distancing, not taking the precautions to ensure they are not in close contact. So far, there are 16.74 million confirmed coronavirus cases worldwide, according to the latest tally by Johns Hopkins University. More than 660,000 have died, while nearly 9.7 million have recovered from the disease. As infections rise at an alarming rate across the world, the WHO again calls on the governments to ramp up mass testing. U.S. President Trump again boasting the supposed benefits of malaria drug hydroxychloroquine. He insists, many doctors believe, the drug has been effective in treating COVID-19 patients. But scientific studies have shown the drug can do more harm than good when used to treat the coronavirus. Trump's comments come a day after his son shared a fresh dose of misinformation about hydroxychloroquine in videos that were quickly taken down by Twitter and Facebook. Twitter has also locked Trump Jr.'s account for 12 hours. The U.S. president himself retweeted a link to that video, which was also deleted by Twitter. China records its highest daily increase in coronavirus cases in more than three and a half months. The country reports 101 new infections in the mainland, most of which come, came from the western region of Xinjiang. A growing cluster in that region, discovered earlier this month, has prompted mass testing and restrictions. China, where the pandemic first emerged last year, has recorded nearly 87,000 coronavirus cases. Over 4,000 have died. The Chinese territory's hospital system could face collapse as it grapples with a sharp rise in coronavirus cases. Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam issues the warning, urging people to strictly comply with social distancing measures as the city is on the verge of a potentially life-threatening large-scale community outbreak. 
The warning comes as new regulations, including mandatory face masks and the closure of dine-in restaurants, takes effect. On Tuesday, Hong Kong confirmed 106 additional coronavirus cases and its 23rd death after weeks without locally transmitted cases. The new measures come amid reports elections to Hong Kong's parliament could be postponed by a year. The United States and Australia jointly expressing their support for the 2016 arbitral ruling that invalidated China's sweeping claims in the South China Sea. The U.S. and Australia say they are seriously concerned over recent coercive and destabilizing actions across the Indo-Pacific. They affirm that in line with the 2016 landmark ruling, Beijing's maritime claims are invalid. That arbitral award sided with the Philippines and rejected China's supposed historic rights to nearly 90 percent of the South China Sea. Beijing has refused to recognize the ruling. Former Philippine Foreign Affairs Undersecretary Enrique Manalo is the country's new envoy to the United Nations in New York. The Philippine mission to the UN confirmed the development on Twitter, saying Manalo officially took on his duties after presenting his credentials, which was received virtually by Beatrix Cania, the UN's chief of protocol. Manalo, who served as acting foreign secretary from March 9 to May 17, 2017, takes over the post vacated by Teodoro Loxin Jr., now Manila's top diplomat. The Philippines' anti-terror law facing its 21st petition before the Supreme Court. Concerned online citizens, including bloggers and social media influencers, filed a petition against the measure asking the High Court to strike down certain unconstitutional provisions. Among them, those that designate the Anti-Terrorism Council and the Court of Appeals to tag terrorists or terrorist groups on the basis of mere suspicion and allow warrantless arrests and detention. The petition is the first that focuses on the law's impact on the internet, specifically on social media, which it says should be covered by the same rules of due process and protections enshrined in the Constitution and international human rights obligations. The Philippines is the deadliest country in Asia for land defenders. That's according to a global witness report that revealed 43 defenders were killed in the country in 2019. That number is the second highest in the world behind Colombia and is also higher than the 30 fatalities recorded in the Philippines in 2018. The reports say indigenous leaders, farmers and state employees were among the victims and majority of the killings took place in Mindanao and Negros. It also claims the Duterte administration's so-called relentless vilification of defenders and widespread impunity for offenders could be driving the increase. Metro Manila's water regulator issues a show-cause order to water concessionaires Manila Water and Mainilad over alleged numerous complaints from customers. MWSS says it has received over 400 billing complaints from customers since last month. The agency now wants the two water concessionaires to explain their non-compliance to directives set by regulators to prevent bill shock during the enhanced community quarantine. But Manila Water says only 7% of their 1 million customers sought clarification on their billing from June 1 to July 27 this year. It adds 90% of the complaints were resolved by the call center or business area frontliners. It notes some cases where billing spiked were caused by underground leak in the customer's plumbing system. 
Philippine Vice President Lenny Robredo enumerated several proposals which she hopes the government will consider in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. In a video message uploaded on her Facebook page, Robredo proposed pooled testing for faster turnover time of COVID-19 tests, cash for work program for locally stranded individuals, tax incentives for companies providing financial aid, counseling for healthcare workers, and internet hubs for each barangay to facilitate online learning. Maraming gustong tumulong, pero may mga pagkukulang sa volunteer management process. Ilista ang mga handang tumulong at ang kanilang kakayahan at agad na silang iugnay sa mga unit na nangangailangan ng tulong upang ma-maximize ang kakayahang ito. Maraming paraan para ma-maximize ang mga gustong tumulong. Halimbawa na lang, pwede nilang pag-aralan ang surveillance at pool testing. Igugrupo ang mga tao at itetest ng minsanan ang grupong ito. Kung nag-negative na, hindi na sila kailangang isa-isahin pa. Sa ganitong paraan, mas marami ang matetest pero mas makakatipid sa mga testing kit. And those were the latest. I'm Denise Densai. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.